0: Welcome to Life-Altering Events with Frank Sikari. When something positive or negative changes in our lives, we are basically at a fork in the road. Where does the next step take us? What do we do as reactions to something that has already happened? How do we prevent the negative aspects from happening again? Whether in business or personal parts of your life, you can get back on track. We'll talk about it today. Now, here is your host, Frank Sikari. Good
1: morning, and happy 2020. My name is Frank Sicari, and you're listening to Life-Altering Events on the VoiceAmerica.com Empowerment Channel. Now, this is our first episode of the new year, and all of us at Life-Altering Events are very excited about the shows we have planned for 2020. We're going to have some best-selling authors. We're going to have several women and some men who have been through major life-altering events and are inspiring thousands and thousands of people. We'll also have organizations that are providing real opportunities for success for those in need. Now, we started this show five months ago in in, uh, July, and today we have over 21,000 listeners in 15 countries. So please keep listening and tell all your friends. Now, since we started this show, people often ask me, Frank, what exactly is a life-altering event? And this is what I tell everybody every week. A life-altering event is something that we either choose or it is something that's thrust upon us that dramatically alters the trajectory of our life. Now, what's this mean? Well, life-altering events present us with an opportunity, and this opportunity that we can seize the moment and we can make a difference in our own life and our lives of our loved ones. They can be a fork in the road, and we have a choice. Now, we can choose to fall apart or... We can find the courage and choose to pick up the pieces, deal with our grief, and start moving forward toward better times and better people. Always remember this. It is never too late to have the life that you want and you deserve. Now, as you listen to this show for the coming weeks and months and hopefully years, I urge you to think about participating in an upcoming show. If you have a life-altering event that can inspire others, Visit the life-altering event page on voiceamerica.com, click on email the host, and tell me about this event that changed your life so dramatically, how you addressed it, where you are now, and how it impacted your life. We'll review it for content, and if it fits well within our program, we'll contact you about using it in a future broadcast. Let me hear from you. Let me tell your story with the world. Well today our life altering event has to do with overcoming obstacles. Sometimes seemingly unsurmountable uh, unsurmountable obstacles. Now we all know life isn't fair. For some people things just seem to fall into place. They win the DNA lottery. They're born into a good situation. They have generations of success and money. They live in the right neighborhoods. Go to the right schools. Get accepted into the Ivy League colleges. There's a job waiting for them with a title or a partnership, a trust fund, or a large inheritance. Now, they live in a world that few of us can imagine. This is nice if you can get it, but for the majority of us, let's face it, life's a struggle. It's particularly more difficult when you're considered different. If you have a different race, or color, or creed, or religion, or culture, or physical, mental, or emotional disability. Now, on top of any of those differences, add the fact that you're a woman from a culture that doesn't necessarily place a high education value on women as a priority. In many cases, the odds are simply not in your favor. You're expected to work very hard at multiple low-paying jobs that don't offer much in the way of advancement. You're expected to get married fairly young and have children. You're expected to struggle to keep food on the table and make ends meet. And God willing, you'll be able to save up enough money to buy a house. Now, this isn't always the case. But when you're raised in an environment where the expectation is life isn't going to get much better than this, it's extremely difficult to find the courage and find encouragement also to break away. Those determined enough to try are willing to do whatever it takes as they hope for a better future. They're just hoping for a chance, not a promise or a guarantee, just the hope of a better life. Well, my guest today is my friend, Remy Moraz, and she has fought these struggles and she's willing to do whatever it takes to overcome every obstacle. I've been following her story since we met about two years ago in San Diego, and she simply will not be detoured. She has faced several life-altering events but it's not kept her from her dream. Let me tell you a little bit about Remy. She has over 20 years experience in sales and marketing professional working across a a wide variety of industries from airline to media, to entertainment, to construction. She also worked with a $200 million VC-backed clean tech startup selling fuel cell technologies prior to starting her own company. This is an amazing woman. You're going to love listening to her. Remy, welcome to Life-Altering Events.
2: Frank, I am so happy to be here with you today and excited to kick off the 2020 year with you and your show. Congratulations on what you're doing.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Um, Remy, when when you and I spoke and you were telling me your story of your background and where you came from, I, it was just intriguing. Would you share that with the listeners, please?
2: Sure. So I was uh, born and raised in San Diego, California, and I I now live in Los Angeles. And I am one of six in my family. And my parents uh, both were born and raised in San Diego, but um, both from different uh, uh, cultural backgrounds. My father is Mexican-American. My mother is from the island of Guam. A uh, little island in the Pacific, yeah. and you know, my parents were blue-collar workers, and we we lived a nice life. I I grew up in the suburbs and went to a, a great school, but my parents did get divorced uh, when I was very young. I was five years old, and that was a traumatic experience for me, as as it is for many people. It wasn't uh, the happiest or healthiest of divorces. And, you know, I know that um, many aren't, but, um, you know, I, I grew up in San Diego, like I said, went to high school there. And I did face some challenges in respect to that. Uh, we had some trauma, drama and dysfunction, you know, while growing up, like many, many people around the world. And one of the big things that I faced was uh, finding out that my dad wasn't my dad when i was 16 years old and that was a huge impact because it rocked my identity it rocked the core of who i was and imagine that you're made up of a, pu- a bunch of puzzle pieces whether it's your ethnicity your, your uh, you know your experiences uh, your 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 schooling you know the, the people that you grow up with but when you find out that your parent isn't your parent, half of those puzzle pieces fall away, and you know I grew up in a in a tough house where my dad was a former marine, and he raised us like little soldiers and it was tough it it wasn't easy so a lot of a lot of challenges and in adversity in that respect because when i when all of that happened i I had to go live with my grandmother. And so my whole life, as I knew it, blew up in front of me. You know, the great school that I was going to, I was super active in school as a cheerleader, as an athlete. I was involved in student government. And everything that I knew was gone. And the other big piece of it that came out of that is that I stopped trusting people. I stopped trusting adults because I felt like my whole life was a lie. And so, you know, that was a challenge. Oh,
1: absolutely. It's your, your whole everything, the core of your, of your substance is just basically torn away. Correct. Um, the, coming from a, a multicultural family where you've had trauma and, and drama and dysfunction, uh, you also had some episodes with, with some of your brothers. Would you share that a little bit?
2: It was my sisters, actually.
1: Your sister, I'm sorry.
2: Yeah, no, it's okay. So, you know, when I talk about the multicultural aspect, uh, uh, in a lot of multicultural families, and especially in brown and black families, there is a stigma around mental health or getting help for problems, you know, just like talking about problems, right? Mm -hmm. So uh, one of of my sisters was uh, diagnosed, well, suffered from depression, but we didn't know it and it went undiagnosed and she attempted to take her life in high school and that was a life-changing event not only obviously for her but the entire family because it forced everybody to get help at one point or another and and i'm talking you know from my sister to my parents to all of us and It changed family dynamics. It, 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 the the stigma was broken and, you know, no longer is it something to be ashamed of or or ignore and and it forced everybody to learn to communicate differently and we were able to break generational cycles of behavior and that a lot of people, you know, don't break and they go on, you know, throughout their life and generations and they pass that on to their children. And so, unfortunately, it took a tragic incident for us to get help and not see therapy as as a bad thing, you know, but another issue that comes into play besides the stigma part of it is the resource challenge that people often don't have the money or the time to go. You know, we're all caught up in our busy lives or day to day and, you know, so many people are just caught up in day to day struggle. And and they don't have the resources to go.
1: Let's touch on the stigma thing a little bit more. Like you, um, I, I come from an Italian Sicilian culture, and you just don't talk about things—the the elephant in the room. You just if 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 you don't talk about it, then then it doesn't exist. Uh, is that what you found?
2: Exactly. They're, you know, not talking about it creates so many other issues within individual and speaking for myself personally, you know, not talking about the traumatic things made me feel like my emotions weren't valid. So bottling them up inside showed up as anger and aggression. The big one was probably abandonment, the feelings of abandonment. And that often led, you know, me to seek validation in all the wrong places It also, I call it the good part of of this part of that happening was I became an overachiever. So part of seeking that validation was seeking attention from teachers and, you know, that, that positive reinforcement. And so that led me to wanting to, you know, join every activity at school and get good grades, which did, you know, help me later in life. But Again, what ends up happening when we don't talk about things is that we perpetuate cycles of behavior, and that will often lead to disorders, addictions, and addictions can show up in many ways besides the things we think of in drugs and alcohol, but it could be addiction to work, working out, uh, all kinds of different ways.
1: Exactly, exactly. We have, uh, so therapy and counseling, when you're young, you don't have any money, and when you're attempting to just start your career, again, your money's tight, and it can be very expensive. So you were just starting out. What things did you do to, to try to to, uh, to help yourself? Um, so, counseling may not have been an option because of the the cost.
2: Yeah, so... For me, uh, when, when I went through my whole ordeal, or, whole ordeal as a teenager and, you know, finding out my dad was my dad and having to move, the, I went to, I think, two or three therapy sessions. And again, I think it was, you know, on the resource side, more on the time aspect, but my first therapist was actually Oprah.
1: Wow, <laughs> so, that's great.
2: I, I, was, I was watching a lot of Oprah in high school and there was one particular episode where she had a child psychologist on the show and that talked about what happens to boys and girls who don't get treated for trauma drum and dysfunction and what kind of men and women they grow up to be and what kind of disorders you know they could develop and and that show was very enlightening for me because that's when i realized that what I was feeling and the choices I was making at that time weren't my fault, that I was just perpetuating a cycle of behavior. And I had so much shame around my behavior at that time. And, and what, what I did uh, and what I'm talking about is that I was, my first boyfriend in high school was abusive, was physically abusive. Mm-hmm. And I realized that I was basically perpetuating a cycle behavior and and that if i i could learn how to get out of it that everything i was doing was just textbook therefore i could learn how to get out of the situation and so that led me to reading books and then when i could afford to go to therapy on my own and obviously i took advantage of you know jobs and the insurance that they provided i started going on my own and i was also very fortunate that i worked in a, uh, in sales and mar- in business development, sales and marketing. And I was always exposed to training, you know, personal and professional development training. When I got into management, it was peak performance training and coaching and sending you to programs or bringing speakers in house. And I had, I've had, i always had great bosses that believed in developing their employees or I worked for several companies that offered that type of training for uh, sales and management, but I also realized that a lot of times the buck stopped there at management and the sales and it wasn't necessarily offered to the masses.
1: I came through the same path uh, growing up with the sales and the marketing side and, and uh, we're coming up against a break here. Um, so uh, we're going we're gonna to continue this conversation with Remy. We're going to start moving into her professional career and some of the challenges and, and diagnoses that she faced at that point in time. So do not go away. Stay with us. You don't want to miss this next segment. Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com.
0: Book Frank Zakari as the motivational speaker at your next event. Frank is a dynamic, entertaining, and fascinating storyteller. Your organization will be entertained and will learn stories of success they can implement immediately. Email Frank today to secure him for your next event at Radio at gmail.com or call 916-718-718. 5517. Mention that you heard about it from the Life Altering Events radio program. You can also visit Frank's website for more information at frankzakari.com. Frank Zakari has written five books spanning a range of life altering events and how to handle them. When the Wife Cheats is about a man with two young daughters handling the devastating loss of a cheating wife. Inside the Spaghetti Bowl is about how one family stays together through both good and bad. Five Years to Live follows a couple through life after a tragic accident, recovery and prognosis. From the Ashes is a turnaround management success story about the University of Washington volleyball team. Find the books at Amazon in print, audio and Kindle formats and at FrankZaccari.com. Multiple studies show us that the vast majority of people are disengaged at work. A Gallup report stated that two-thirds of American workers are unhappy and 15% actually hate their work. That means that 81% are not engaged to work for a common goal. Frank Zakari and his team have programs to help you change this dynamic and create a collaborative and high-performing organization. Visit frankzakari.com to set up an initial consultation today. Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel Voice America Empowerment.com. You are listening to Life Altering Events with Frank Zakari. To call into the program today with questions or comments, please call 1 888 346 9141. That's 1 888 346 9141. Or you can send an email to Life Altering Events Radio at gmail.com. Now, Back to the show.
1: Welcome back. You're listening to Life-Altering Events. I'm Frank Sicari, and my guest today is Remy Moraz, who is giving us a first segment of her background and some of the trials and traumas that she went through as she started to build this very, very successful career. Now, Remy, we were just talking about. You were, had been in sales and marketing, and were, were getting training and advancing, and your career is going very, very well, and then you're diagnosed with chronic anxiety. Okay, what was that like?
2: Well, I actually had a double whammy diagnosis. It was chronic anxiety and ADHD. Oh, my goodness. Yes, yeah, so let me tell you, that those diagnoses, especially the ADHD, were gifts. Next to having my daughter, giving birth to my daughter, those were the next two best things that happened to me. Because when you have knowledge, it, that means you can take action. And when you take action, then you're empowered. And it explained so much of my life and who I was and how I was showing up. You know, I had incidents with bosses in my career where they would pull me aside after a meeting and and ask, is everything okay? You were really fidgety in the meeting. You seemed bored. You know, you were restless. And uh, I didn't even know I was showing up that way. I had an ex-boyfriend break up with me because I was always interrupting me. And he thought that I didn't care about what he had to say, which broke my heart. And I didn't even realize that I was doing that. So the diagnosis just, again, explained everything about me and how I was showing up in the world. And it allowed me to start, you know, taking it on and creating systems and processes and, and finding tools that were going to support me to, for success. And, and they did tell me that I was going to have to be on medication for the rest of my life. And I asked, well, what if I don't want to do that? And they said, well, well, then you should go work with a cognitive behavioral therapist, and they'll help you rewire your brain. So I said, okay, because I am an extremist, and I can never take the easy route. (laughs) I said, okay, (laughs) let's go do that. So that's what what I did. And I was on the anxiety medication for about three years, and it took me 11 years to get off the ADHD medication, but I did it. And it was by doing that inner work and... A lot of it had to do with making peace with my past, with my childhood, um, a lot of forgiveness work with my parents and realizing that, you know, my parents did the best that they could do with the emotional tools that they had in their toolbox in their early 20s when they were making decisions, not only for themselves, but, you know, for their children. And, And that's how we have to you know, approach life and people and remember that forgiveness is the gateway to emotional freedom, emotional peace. And once you have that freedom, then you can start creating that life that you, that you want, that you dream of and have and actually start manifesting those dreams and, and those visions that you have for yourself. But it all starts with clearing out the, that emotional clutter.
1: It's like throwing the anchor over, over the side and, and you're not going to let it hold you down anymore. And... I understand what occurred, I'm not going to let it be, it's not going to define me. Is that accurate?
2: Yeah, you you have a choice at this point. You're You're not responsible for the choices that your parents made for you as children, but you are responsible for your choices that you make for yourself as an adult. And it's when you step into that power and that realization that everything in your life will change. I promise you, everything in your life will change.
1: Now, as you're spending time and all this effort, working on the challenges that you just described to all of us, you realize that uh, people don't take time for themselves. And when I met you, you had just come up with this idea of me time. And then your life fell apart again.
2: Yes, it it did. Yes, it did.
0: Walk us through that.
2: (laughs) Well, so, you know, I have a whole different perspective now what happened versus when it was actually happening. So here I am. You know, actually working in in my dream job, and I also had gotten married, you know, was married for several years, and I didn't get married until I was forty two. And mm-hmm. so prior to this, i had I did a really transformational um, training program, personal development program. and it was in that program, you know I dealt with a a lot of of my issues. And I had declared that I wanted to open myself up to marriage, I wanted to have, I wanted to work for a company that was making a difference in the world, and I wanted to make X amount of six-figure salary. And within two years, I manifested all of those things. So here I am living in that life, right, my dream my dream life, in the dream job, and and something was stirring inside of me, and I started another personal development training program, and And in that program, I overcame my fear of entrepreneurship because i had always had entrepreneurial mindset or wanted to start a business. I just didn't know what it was. And and it was like once I, I overcame that fear and had that breakthrough, the very next day, the idea for Me Time came to me. So it's almost like I had to rid my mind of the fear in order to birth the idea. And so I started to work on it. And then the company I was working for, Went down, and I had this great master plan that I was going to stay in this job, self fund this idea, and then once I was vested in my stock options, my wealth creation stock options, by the way, mm-hmm. uh, that I I would move into my business, you know, or once we were generating revenue and I could sustain, I would I would move into it, and the primary investor of that that VC-backed company pulled out and the whole company went down. 400 people lost their jobs overnight, literally overnight. And six months later, my husband and I separated. And a year after that, uh, we got divorced. And so here was this dream life, right? Just crumbling, like just burnt to the ground. And I had... Put my savings into starting, you know, the business and went through the divorce, and I was financially wiped out. And I was homeless, literally homeless. And I'll, I'll preface this with saying I was soft homeless because I did not go live in a shelter. I, I went and stayed with friends and slept on their sofa couch, mm-hmm. but I didn't have enough money to even get an apartment. And that was a very defining moment for me, and that was one of the life-altering moments, right? Where I had a choice to make: that I could go get a job, any job, and feel and sell my soul. That's how I felt. You mm-hmm. know, that's what I would be doing, or I could I could go for it. And here I was, mid forties, lost everything, and I left the marriage with my house, um, I'm sorry, with my car and my clothes. And I said, it's now or never. I have to do this. There was something pulling me. And, and what, I real, what I now know what it is, it was my purpose. I had found my purpose. And creating me time was about all of my life experiences, the good, bad, and ugly, coming to this moment where I had to build this. Everything that happened to me happened for this reason. And my friends, um, the couple that I've known for 20 years, uh, said, we believe in you and what you're building, Remy, and you can stay with us until our son comes back from college. And so because of them and me, allowing me to sleep on their sofa couch, I was able to get this you know, business off the ground. And that was life life changing for me. That was the a defining moment.
1: Oh, absolutely. That's that's the the epitome of of coming from being knocked down completely and then picking yourself up again and deciding you're not gonna win. You I'm you to life you're not you're not going to beat me. I'm going to continue on. Right. Now where you're going through all this personal turmoil, you started me time. Now tell the listeners, what what this is about and and how it helps uh, individuals that have gone through what you've been through.
2: So, I took my experience in entertainment. I used to work in television and, and radio and also for a marketing company that promoted movies and television shows. And, you know, it got to the point for me when I was working in that industry that I didn't feel good about what I was doing. We were putting out promoting entertainment that wasn't necessarily great and wasn't helping people and was perpetuating stereotypes. And I just didn't feel good about what I was doing. And so I took that experience and wanted to create content that was going to make a difference in the world and help people. And what MeTime is, is a video on demand streaming platform. And Think of it like a Netflix for emotional health, but with interactive capabilities. And so we have three pillars of content. One of those pillars is content that features therapists and life coaches and psychologists giving advice on how to overcome challenges that you might be experiencing both in your personal life and your work life. We also have inspirational stories of people who've already overcome. And then the third pillar of content is experiential exercises that will help you see how your choices are playing out. And so all I did was take all of the learning and training experiences that I had in therapy and coaching and workshops and trainings. And what we're doing is bringing the magic of that through into me time and to help people that don't have the resources um, to you know, partake in those types of trainings and or the time and um, and also addressing the stigma issue where people who may just be afraid or ashamed to go get help, now you're going to have something at your fingertips that would allow you to get some of that that training and uh, learning.
1: How did you find the experts to uh, to be part of this? And I've gone to your site and I've, I've brought it up and, and you have a whole cadre of people. How did you find them?
2: Well, you know what, I... What I found in my experience in working with coaches and, you know, think speakers that there are some phenomenal teachers out there in the world, but they don't necessarily have the means to market themselves. They just want to help people. So finding the talent is actually the easy part because um, the experts need and want more exposure. But it's just an opportunity for them to share, you know, get their message out into the world about what they do. And what we found was I started with people that I know, and then every expert that we brought on and featured as talent, they brought, they gave us 10 more referrals, you know, of their friends and colleagues. So that part um, has actually been the really easy part. Now, getting the rest of the business up and going is a whole different ballgame, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but but um, we work with some really amazing, amazing uh, experts, and I can't wait for, you know, more people to experience them and what they teach and you know we're, we're just starting out right so the user case studies that we've we have from testing the content has been pretty powerful and amazing that you know just these um, short you know one to two minute videos that we're producing make a difference in people's lives and so I'm really excited to see that multiply you know by the millions as once we launch.
1: Remy, we had a guest on a few weeks ago, and they told us that the cost of employee burnout is over $330 billion a year in lost productivity. Now, how does MeTime help address this?
2: Yeah, the lost productivity for businesses is is monster. It's a monster problem. What we're addressing is the presenteeism factor. So people come to work but they're not present. You know, they're showing up physically, but their mind is elsewhere. And you see, a, you know, a new generation of, of employees with you know, Gen Z and, and Gen Y coming in that, you know, are more stressed out than ever before. Um, there's a tremendous suicide rate amongst young girls, ages 10 to 14. I believe that number has tripled. And from 15 to 24, it's doubled in the last decade. And what MeTime is doing is giving folks a tool at their fingertips that can help them get through a challenge that they're experiencing in the moment. And, you know, our content is snackable, so they can take a break, they can watch something. It's addressing challenges that they may be experiencing, you know, at work, but also in their personal life that they may be bringing into the office. And we also have a progress uh, tracking feature where people will be able to track their energy and their mood and, you know, their stress levels. And we're, we're doing this all in a way that's already aligned with their daily entertainment habits, but we're giving them something, that you know, that's actually good for them, good for their mind. So, you know, when I was working for other folks, uh, and, and as a sales professional, one of the com- one, my number one question that I would ask uh, my customers, my bosses, leaders, even friends that own businesses, what's your number one problem today? What's your number one headache today? And every single person said the same thing. People. My number one problem is people. I'm a professional babysitter. I spend more time managing people and their problems versus the business. So, this is a tool what we're creating with MeTime with our app and and mobile, I'm sorry, our web and mobile application is um, giving people a tool that will empower them to solve their own problems and be more present at work.
1: Now, we are, there's another area we want to expand into, but we're coming up on a break here. So, we're going to take a break here. Uh, Don't go away. Remy's going to come back and explain this interaction between the business and the individuals. And how everybody benefits from her company, Me Time. Stay with us. This next segment is the best one yet.
0: Live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Book Frank Zakari as the motivational speaker at your next event. Frank is a dynamic, entertaining, and fascinating storyteller. Your organization will be entertained and will learn stories of success they can implement immediately. Email Frank today to secure him for your next event at Radio at gmail.com. Or call 916 718 5517. Mention that you heard about it from the Life Altering Events radio program. You can also visit Frank's website for more information at frankzakari.com. Frank Zakari has written five books spanning a range of life altering events and how to handle them. When the Wife Cheats is about a man with two young daughters handling the devastating loss of a cheating wife. Inside the Spaghetti Bowl is about how one family stays together through both good and bad. Five Years to Live follows a couple through life after a tragic accident, recovery, and prognosis. From the Ashes is a turnaround management success story about the University of Washington volleyball team. Find the books at Amazon in print, audio, and Kindle formats and at frankzakari.com. Multiple studies show us that the vast majority of people are disengaged at work. A Gallup report stated that two-thirds of American workers are unhappy and 15% actually hate their work. That means that 81% are not engaged to work for a common goal. Frank Zakari and his team have programs to help you change this dynamic and create a collaborative and high-performing organization. Visit frankzakari.com to set up an initial consultation today. Live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. You are listening to Life Altering Events with Frank Sicari. To call into the program today with questions or comments, please call 1 888 346 9141. That's 1 888 346 9141. Or you can send an email to Radio at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. We're
1: back. We are talking with Remy Moraz, and she has been giving us just an incredible story of perseverance and determination as she has gone through her life and the challenges that she's faced and, and the obstacles that she has overcome to the point where she has started a company called Me Time. And she had just mentioned just before the break that when she had talks with individuals, when you talk to business owners, you talk to executives, their number one issue, as Remy mentioned, is their biggest problem is people. And I remember as a high-tech executive, one of the things as I moved into the vice president level, one of my bosses said to me, you know, Frank, here's the thing you're going to have to understand quickly. Senior management is basically adult daycare. So, the <laughs> the better you can get at avoiding those kinds of issues, the better your life is going to be. Now, Remy had mentioned... Uh, me Time, and she talked about how people can go to this site and find this. But there's a big, bigger connection there, isn't it, Remy? There's a, it's businesses involved also, and it's something they're offering for employees. Expand on that.
2: Yeah, so what we found in our research was that 95% of employers offer employee assistance program, But guess what the actual usage and engagement rate is? No less idea. Than th-
1: less than 3%. Wow. Wow. Less-
2: Less than three percent. So, what we're doing and is uh, going to businesses and offering this as a subscription offering that they can turn around and uh, you know provide to their employees. and it it does a couple of things. Um, number one, it addresses three different buckets within their organization. There's the wellness aspect, there is the learning and education, and there's also a talent management because not all of our content is related to emotional health. We also have content that helps on the business side. You know, communication, leadership, um, conflict resolution, uh, teamwork, collaboration, uh, time management. You know, productivity. And and the second part of this is that. You know, with a, a workforce, this millennial workforce that is, you know, demanding, you know, different things from companies that than what we were demanding back in the day, <laughs> is that you know they want a, they want to work for companies that that show that they care about them, and so here is a, a low cost, low friction solution that companies can offer to their employees, and you know, there I think the the number is. Employers are losing $5,500 per employee per year due to presenteeism. So for pennies on the dollar, our our solution is less than $5 per person. For pennies on the dollar, they can recoup some of that cost. So it's a win-win for the business and also for the employees.
1: We've also found and had guests on Remy that are started that have said that the the business world is finally finally starting to understand that collaboration is going to be the key in the day of the the like we had pounded the boss that pounds on the desk and yells and screams is basically over. Mm-hmm. Now recently, you uh, mentioned to me that you're you're the only female to join a new business incubator program in Los Angeles. Um, share that with the listeners.
2: Yeah, it's pretty exciting and and um, experience for me and I'm really honored and humbled by it. So there's a new business accelerator program that was started by a couple of venture capitalists here in Los Angeles and they are venture capitalists of, of color, African-American and they were tired of seeing the the landscape, the, the uh, technology landscape not reflect the diversity of, of founders that's here in L.A. that it doesn't represent, you know, all the different shades and colors and creeds that are in L.A. And so they started this program and um, picked five founders of color to be a part of it. And I was one of the five chosen and what they're doing with this program, what I love about this accelerator program, it's called Plug In South LA. What I love about it and how it differs from other programs is it's not about just providing education to help you, like teach you how to pitch and get funding. But what they're doing is actually bridging the gap, uh, the wealth gap, and the investment gap in LA, and co- not only connecting you to the resources, but also helping you scale your business. And what they want to see is, you know, the, our companies be the next Netflix or Facebook and own buildings in South LA and actually create a new technology quarter, corridor within LA that is made up of diverse founders. And so I'm a part of that program. And the, the mentorship is just is unparalleled to none and unlike any other program that I've been in.
1: So they have a series of um, experts come in and, 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 and go over different areas with you, how to do funding, how to put pitch decks, how to build uh, processes, that type of thing?
2: Correct. And the, we also have you know, uh, one-on-one sessions with all of the, the different advisors. And it's really about um, what, what's the current obstacle you're facing you know to, that's keeping you from achieving your milestone. And how do we how do we unblock that hurdle for you? How do we help you get you know through it, around it, over it, whatever the case may be?
1: That's very interesting. We uh, and and when Remy is involved with down in Los Angeles is 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 a real big deal because LA is is very focused on becoming a tech corridor. It's it's something that the we see the city city management and and everyone in the area is moving in that direction. Uh, and this is very exciting to be one of the first people. And I believe you're the only female, um, mm-hmm. w- and a woman of color that that that's impressive, that is so impressive. Uh, one of the things that you've been doing is, is continuing and improving yourself. As you we talked about, you were going to do a 30 day fitness program, and that. Let's get into that habit. And that 30-day fitness program has expanded quite largely. Um, tell us about what that means to you.
2: Yeah, before I answer that, I just had one more thought I had to share on that last sure. question. Because you you mentioned me being the only female. The reason why that is so uh, important, um, or why this is such a valuable opportunity for me as a female founder, as a woman of color in the tech industry and uh, And a non-technical founder starting a technology company. So women-owned tech companies get less than 3% of venture capital funding. Women of color, and specifically Latino, which I am half of, get less than half a percent. Less than half a percent of venture capital goes to women of color, specifically Latino women. So the odds are so against me and fellow fellow founders of color, women um, founders of color, mm-hmm. and that that's why this being a part of this program is is so valuable to me and so important to me because I don't have, you know, the Ivy School network to tap into and raise money, and I don't necessarily have a huge friends and family circle um, that has, you know, disposable income or investment money. So being a part of this program and and being aligned with these, you know, VCs in town who are really doing something to give back and help the commun- their community is really really important. So I just had to throw that in because that's an important fact.
1: Oh, um, absolutely, that's world. critical. That's a yeah. critical issue.
2: Um, so back to your the the next question about this crazy thirty uh, day self imposed workout program <laughs> I started. So it started off as a thirty day program and I actually supersized it to three hundred and sixty five days. And, yes, one whole year. I'm working out every single day for one whole year. And the reason I did this is because it really is, for me, a, a lesson in discipline. And not only as a, you know, a business owner, but also just as a human being who wants to achieve goals and dreams. In order to do that, you have to have discipline. And so... Um, over the last couple years, I getting off the, medi- the ADHD medication, also working like crazy, and not taking me time for myself and taking care of my body and my health. Um, I gained 20 pounds, and I was just living a very unhealthy life. And so, I, as the founder and CEO of this company, you know, realized that I wasn't practicing what we're preaching and that I needed to model that and it all starts with me and so how could I ask people to do what we're asking them to do right to take care of their health to take care of their minds to take care of their spirit if I wasn't going to do it myself and so I had to take myself on in the health category so I'm you know taking myself on with the mindset work the the spiritual work um, the following my dreams work But I wasn't doing it in the health category. And I used to be a very healthy, fit person. And I really let myself go. And there was no one to blame except myself. And there was no excuses. You know, I I wasn't taking care of myself. So I read um, a post by a thought leader that I follow. His name is Coot Blackson. And he said, if you can work out on the the days that you least want to, that is the ultimate form of discipline and self-love. And he wrote a whole bunch of other stuff and and it it finally unblocked me cuz i couldn't figure out what was blocking me and i realized that all this work i was doing on the mindset you know side by not taking care of myself physically i was basically taking three steps backwards and here i am doing you know pitch competitions and speaking engagements and i found myself shrinking and hiding behind clothes or a podium i would i would pray that there would be a podium So that I could hide behind it. And because I wasn't comfortable or confident, you know, physically, like I didn't feel good. I didn't, none of my clothes were fitting. And so I took myself on and I decided to do 30 days because it takes 21 days to create a habit. And when I hit that goal, um, I kept going. And then when I hit 60 days, I ran into a friend of mine who was in incredible shape. And he said he'd been working out for a decade because he was where I was at 10 years ago. And he said, you'd be surprised at what you can do in a year. Your body will completely transform in a year. So I said, okay, I'm going to do a year. So today was day 188. I worked out for 188 days in a row. And it has been amazing, an amazing experience. And the key to it is, for me, is, is the discipline, but it also gives me a sense of accomplishment every single day. It's something that I'm in control of, that I don't have to wait on anybody else to do what they have to do or make a decision, I get to decide every day that I want to be healthy and I get to take action and make that happen. And, you know, building a startup is, is a crazy experience and it often feels like nothing is going right. And this is the one thing that every day tells me that I'm doing something right.
1: Now, are you training for a full marathon or a half marathon?
2: I am training for a half marathon as well because I'm crazy. And today was my first training day. And you know why I signed up for the marathon, Frank? Because when when the time changed and the weather changed, my my runs fell off by 50%. I went from running 3 times a week to once once a week. And I didn't see, you know, any more results this quarter with around my workout program. So I thought, well, what's a way to keep me disciplined and and focused on running and like will force me to have to run three times a week and I'm like oh a half marathon let me go ahead and sign up for a half marathon
1: <laughs> so you give yourself these gigantic challenges and then you rise yeah. to the occasion and and that's one thing and uh in the time I've known Remy is, is just so impressive giant challenges and she rises to them We've got about two minutes left, so we're just about out of time. This has been just a tremendous, tremendous show. Um, I want to thank Remy for coming on and getting into some very, very personal issues about her life and sharing those with our listeners. Everyone's going to have obstacles in your life, and sometimes they're they're going to seem like they're just overwhelming, completely overwhelming. And when this occurs, I want you to think of Remy, and I want you to think of this show and go back and listen to it again, because she is a model for what it is that you can accomplish under just extremely difficult odds. So, Remy, thank you so much for being here.
2: Thank you, Frank, for having me and allowing me to share the power of me time with everyone.
1: That's wonderful. I really appreciate it. Now, as we end the show today, folks, no matter what life throws at you, I want you to do three things, and you heard Remy talk about all of them. I want you to look up. I want you to get up. I want you to never, ever give up. Pick up the pieces, start moving forward. Better times and better people will enter your life. You heard that for the last hour. Now, if you'd like more information about Remy and any of our guests that have been on the show in the past, please send a message to me at uh, voiceamerica.com, life-altering event page, press email the host and send it to me and I'll make sure that this gets to Remy. All right? One thing we always leave everyone with at the end of the show uh, is in about three hours or so, this, this episode will be on demand, and I will post that where you can get and listen to it on demand. Now we have expanded on demand to iHeartRadio and Alexa and Google, so there's no reason that you can't hear this show anytime, anywhere you want. Now let me leave you with this. None of us are in this alone. The key to walking on water is to know where the rocks are. And today, Remy showed you where a lot of those rocks are. Thank you for listening. See us again next week as we go into another life-altering event.
0: Thank you for tuning into to Life-Altering Events. Be sure to join Frank Zaccari again next Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time and 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have a life-changing week. The good kind.